0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. What I want to talk about tonight is pretty simple, but it's something that's been on my heart for a couple weeks, and um, I just want to stir you up. I know that's unusual for me to want to stir anybody up. But I want to stir you up in the area of praise and worship. Come on, we've been hearing some good, good things around here. And we can just sense that God is drawing us into a deeper place. And and, and into a a more uh, intimate place. And, um, you know, part of that is praise and worship is part of, of, of the whole and purpose. I was so thankful for what Pastor Greg preached last Sunday night because, you know, in order to, to go deeper in, there, in an area, you have to be in love with Jesus. You're not going to go deeper in any area if you're not in love with him, if you're not stirred about what he's doing in your life, if you're not stirred about what he's saying and the, the, the day and the hour that you're in. You know, God God is not surprised by this time or this season. He's not He's not taken off guard by the day or the hour that you're in. He's actually got some things in this season that are exactly for you. And if we're not careful to lean in and go after what He has on His heart in any given season, then we miss out on what God has for us in that season. And, you know, God's got some things for this church in this hour, And this day. Thank you, Mike. Hallelujah. I said He's got some things for this church in this day and this hour. And if we are uh, not consecrated. Come on. I'm not talking about being serious and hard to be around. Well, I'm here for the presence of the Lord tonight. Don't talk to me. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But when I mean serious, it's not, that's not a personality trait. I'm talking about uh, intentional being intentional about the day and the hour that we live in because I've been praying about about the season that we're in and I can I, God has impressed on my heart the way that he looks at this time and he's got some things set up, glory to God, for right where we're at that he's wanting to get over to us and to get into us and impart to us because there's, there's season after season. There's glory to glory. There's faith to faith. And if you don't get what you need in this day, where God's saying I've got this for you then from glory to glory you not you don't get to the other place. Come on, you don't you don't get to the other place if you don't get what you need in this place. And God's got all of that for us as individuals, but how many you know? Sometimes it's about the family. It's about the family of God. Amen. And we've been hearing some good messages the, the the last two Wednesdays and this Sunday morning about what what God the way God looks at the family of God. And so He's got a plan for us as a family as well. Because how many you know? It's fun to 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 go to go to dinner one on one with 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 your with somebody in your family. But it's also fun whenever you get everybody together. Come on, it's fun. And even when the crazy uncle or aunt are there and they're making wild comments or bringing up subjects that nobody wants to talk about or their weird conspiracy theories, it, come on, it's still fun. You may not want to, you may not want to be every day with that, but but it's still fun when everybody gets together. Amen. Well, God looks at us as a family, and and He sees us as individuals. We're the apple of His eye as individuals, but then we're also a, a family. And when He calls us together as a family. Hallelujah. He doesn't mind if you're a little bit out there. He still wants you to come. Glory to God. And he's still got a plan and a purpose and a design. In fact, he's got a plan and a purpose for every even service that comes together. And, and just in the same way that, you know, when you when you invite people over to your house and you're cooking a meal and you kind of have a flow for the night, how it's going to go and when something's going to come out the oven. Come on, ladies, help me. When something's going to come out the oven and, and you want it to be hot when, when, when the guests arrive. And so you plan and you, and you purpose some things to come out in different times. And then the dessert comes out after the, the meal and, and, and there's there's care and attention. I said there's care and attention. To what's being presented and what's being planned and what's being purposed. Come on, Thanksgiving is coming up. Hey, Thanksgiving is coming up. Ha. Thanksgiving is coming up. Hey. And 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 I, I, around my house, cooking starts about Tuesday. And, and and so what happens? The casseroles start getting prepared on Tuesday for what's going to happen on Thursday. And, and and the ladies the ladies get busy in the kitchen and start working and start moving and start doing some things, preparing the way, and then they put them in the fridge so that they can then cook them on on Thanksgiving Day. Glory to God. And they're ready. They're already prepared to go into the oven and be cooked and be ready. Well, if if you ladies being evil know how to give good gifts to your family, I'm just talking about Scripture, y'all. No, what does God what does the word say? What did Jesus say? If, if if you know how to give good if you be a natural or evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will the Father give to those who ask? Well, well what, what is he talking about? He's, he's making an, a, a, an equation, a, a, a comparison of what it looks like when we prepare something or do something good for our children because we love them. And then the, that doesn't compare to how much more he has good things in store for you. And so if, if we, even on a day of thanks, come on, it takes days to prepare a meal that is consumed in like 45 minutes. Right? We take days, and we, and we prepare, and we cook, and we think, and we plan, and what's this going to be, and we go to the store, and, and we spend, I would dare say, hours in advance to a 45, for a 45-minute meal that gets wolfed down, woof, 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 and then it's gone, and everyone's laying on the couch watching football with their bellies full, sleeping off the turkey. But it's a blessing, right? It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful time. Well, how much more the, the 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 Bible says that God has prepared some things before the foundations of the earth. Come on, if we being natural, even uh, prepare for a forty-five minute meal, hours and hours and hours. God has looked ahead of time. Amen. He there was no mistake that you would be even here tonight for this for this service. And God, being the vast, mighty, wonderful uh, uh, God He is, was able to look down the the annals of time because He's not limited by time. He's not. Con- by time, He's able to look ahead and see you and see the the thing that you need, glory to God, and see the anxiety that's been trying to creep up on you. And he calls you together for a purpose to release something, glory to God, that ministers to you, that changes your heart, that changes your mind, that changes your weeks, that changes your destiny. Anybody ever been in a service where you got a word from the Lord that shifted your destiny forever? Come on, it's real. I've been in service after service, after service, after service. Well, is it all about service? No, but there's a a plan. I could say this about my quiet time, quiet time after quiet time where God ministered to me, but I'm talking about the service tonight because God's put it on my heart to stir you about service, about church time. Because if we're, anything we do in, in routine can become habit and then can become religion anything we do in routine and 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 sometimes we can we can just out of routine where we're, we come to church it's oh it's five forty. i gotta start getting ready you know and it's sunday night church and you start preparing you know you 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 get get yourself ready you get your the sleepies out of your eye from the nap and and you and you start making your way to church and praise god for that you're here tonight because of that but you can't stay in habit. That's what Pastor Greg was kind of ministering to us, that, that you, you can be doing some things that are good. You can be doing some things that are right. You can be doing some things that nobody's saying, hey, quit doing that. No, no, keep doing that. But instead of just keep doing that the way you're doing it, instead make a shift or a change or a repentance, glory to God, and begin to honor what God honors. Come on, if let's look, let's look at this Thanksgiving meal again. Let's just say your mama's been in the kitchen cooking. And she says to be there at 12.30 p.m., 30 minutes after noon, she's going to have the food ready. And she invited you and your family to come, and she's been working and slaving for days for this. How many of you know she's not going to be blessed if you show up at 12.45? Oh, I've got to finish making the one thing you asked me to bring. Let me get in the kitchen and... Stir my macaroni sauce, you know. How many of you know your mom's not going to be blessed? She loves you. She'll even continue to serve the things she's prepared. But how many of you know it's not going to be like it would have been? Because now everybody has to eat room temperature food, or maybe they don't love you that much and they went ahead and ate without you. And they said, "All you bringing is macaroni anyway, so get here when you get here." Depends on how your family is. But but how many you know it's not going to bless the one who has prepared the meal? It's not going to excite them. They put their heart and their attention and their desire and their love for you and their focus. Come on, some people's food, uh, love language is food. I, I know that, uh, what's his name, said there was only five, but he lied on you. He lied on you, because I see a lot of brothers in the house, glory to God, who their waistlines testify. They got another a sixth love language, glory to God. And, and, and you know, you, your mama prepared and, and thought and, and gave effort and, and attention to get something ready. How much more the father, when he calls us together on a night like tonight, and I'm not even talking about being timely, though that's good. That's not that's not my point. My point is coming to receive and coming to give and co- get your macaroni. I know, I, I know, you only can bring the macaroni salad, but get that macaroni salad ready. Come on, get the Jello mold out. And go ahead and get the box of red jello and stir that thing and put it in the fridge the night before. Well, all I got is this. Well, bring it on. Glory to God. But bring it ready when we come together as a family. Bring it ready. Let it be something that's in your heart, and you've put time in. What am I talking about? I'm saying get ready when God calls us together. Don't just come in haphazard and not thinking about what is planned or what has been prepared or not honoring the moment or the season or the day or the hour in which you stand, but rather set your mind on things above as you're preparing for service and as you're preparing for the gathering of the family because God doesn't call us together by happenstance. He calls us together with a purpose, And when he calls us together with a purpose, he wants his children to come in ready and expectant and hungry and thirsty and ready to be filled. The Bible says those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Well, I've been coming for six weeks and, and I'm not getting nothing. Because you're not hungry and thirsty. Because you're not hungry and thirsty. Because I can tell you, the word of God has been ministered the last six weeks. And I can tell you that the moving of the Spirit has been here the last six weeks. Is it everything we want it to be eventually? No, but I'm going to tell you the presence of God has been in the house. And if you don't honor what you've got, whoa, if you don't value what you got, then how is God going to trust you with more? See, God is, is stirring us to value Relationships. He's stirring us to value our first love. He's stirring us to value because sometimes you got to get back to what you got. You got to get back to what you got. There's an old saying, dance with the one who brought you. Dance with the one that brought you. Come on, don't be looking across the, the way looking at somebody else. Dance with the one that brought you. Well, that this one, you know. No, God's got some things. He wants to be our first love. He wants to be our passion. And when he calls us together, he wants us to expect. Because, see, God God hasn't done everything he wants to do at Impact Family Church. I said God hasn't done everything he wants to do at Impact Family Church. He's got more to show, more to reveal, more for you to experience, more for revelation for you to rise up in. He's got more for you to walk in. Glory to God. How many walking in everything you've ever heard? Oh, not one person. Yeah, me neither. We're not walking in everything we've heard. But we've got some good things to get the party started on. Come on. And if you'll step out on the things that you already know and start working and getting efficient in in the things that you know, glory to God, then God can add. Because what is the vision that God's given this church say? That I want to make you a minister and a witness of the things that you've seen and the things that I'll yet reveal. Glory to God. And if we can continue to press in and be a minister and a witness of the things that we've seen, press in and do the things we know and go after the things that God's already revealed. My God, he'll begin to reveal more and reveal more and reveal more because we're being trustworthy. We're being good stewards of the things we've already seen. We've got the presence of God. And, and you know me, I'm not, I'm not just, just going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're the best, we're the best. I, I'm saying this from the Holy Ghost. We've got the presence of God in this house and we need to honor it. This isn't just a rah-rah impact family church. We, that's okay to do, but, but, but I'm saying by the Holy Ghost, we have the presence of God in this church. We have the glory of God that comes in. And if we'll get, if we'll get uh, 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 in tune and honor what we've got to a higher degree, if we'll be thank, let me put it this way, if we'll be thankful and lean in and honor what we've got to a higher degree, God will say, I can trust you with the next thing. I'll trust you with the next thing. And so I want to stir you. Yeah, I'm just getting started. No, y'all relax. It's fine. Um, But I want to stir you up tonight. James chapter 4, verse 8. You don't have to turn there. I'll read it for the sake of time. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Psalms 34, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Psalms 34, verse 1 and 2. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make uh, its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. God is sending out an invitation to draw close. He's sending out an invitation. Why? He's getting us ready. Come on. he doesn't. He's not going to move us into the next season if our passion for him isn't red hot and full of glory and full of hunger and full of desire. He's not going to release us into the next season until we're ready. Until so, we've been in the oven for a minute. Glory to God in the fire. Glory to God. And I believe that we're in a season where God is keeping us in the oven for just a little bit longer because there's some things that need to fully bake. There's some things that full. Come on. You take the bride broccoli casserole out too early the cheese might be melted but the broccoli is going to be crunchy right and it may look done but when you dip your, your 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 spoon and and dish it out and take your first bite it's like yeah it's good and perfect god doesn't want to pull you out the oven until you're you're through and through ready and that's how every season is. It's another time of going into the, into, the, into the presence of God, getting in the glory of God, getting in his, in his presence and honoring the season that you're in. Don't miss what, you, what God has for you in this season looking for the next one. Honor the season you're in. Honor what God's got in front of you today. Honor the service that you're in right now. Don't Come on, we can be believing God for more, but we got to stay honoring what we got right now. Come on, that's the way that you get increase. I remember uh, I was driving a, a, a single single cab black truck, baseline, and you know I was just kind of treating it just like whatever, right? And not washing it, not vacuuming it out, just kind of treating it, what whatever, whatever. And I'm not making doctrine out of this, but I'm just telling you what God told me. He said one day I I went to get in there and and I. And I said, thank you, Lord, for a new truck. He said, I'm not giving you a new truck till you learn how to take care of this one. I said, we're going to the car wash. I knew what it meant. I knew what it meant. I went and I washed that thing up, and I, and I waxed it, and I vacuumed it out. And I kept that. I washed that thing every week because there was a truck that I was believing God for. Hallelujah. And I got that truck. And then my wife made me sell that truck. No, she didn't. She was being led by the Holy Ghost. I made money on that truck. When in time can besides last year could you make money on a on a truck? Right? They always go down in value, but last year they went up, and so I sold it, and I'm gonna get me something else. Hallelujah! Somebody say cyber truck three times. <laughs> Hallelujah! Uh, no, what uh, you know whatever it's whatever. So, but. Sometimes you can't get graduated into the next thing until you learn to honor what you got right now. Well, I want my marriage to be better. Well, honor what it looks like right now. Be thankful that you got somebody right now. Instead of always saying, well, I wish they would and I wish they didn't and I wish they wouldn't and I wish they would do this and I, and I hate how they do that. Instead of doing that, why don't you honor get back to preaching brother steve hey honor your husband and wife. is that better <laughs> does that make it go down easier glory to god so let's honor what god has for us so um let me look at this real quick when we come into the presence of god there's a way to come in i said there's a way to come in you know, we don't just do praise and worship at the beginning just because that's the way Pastor thought would be neat and so he just decided to do it that way. No, actually, it comes from scriptural basis. It says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. There's a way that we come into the presence of God that is, that is befitting who we're coming to see. Now, I know God, God's with us all the time, so, so don't be like, well, Brother Steve doesn't understand the importance of the personal relationship. I understand it, and I love it, and I get a ton from it. In fact, I'm ministering to you what he told me in, this, in the secret place. So I understand the secret place, and, I'm, and I love it. But there's something about when we come together, when God has a, a purpose and a plan for the family that we need to, to lean into just a little bit more. Is that all right? lean into it just a little bit more. When when we come together, we don't just sing songs because it's just something to do. It's like the way church is done. No, we sing songs and we turn our hearts to the Lord because we want to begin to magnify and honor the, the one who's called us together. We He's called us to host us, but then we come together and we actually get to play host as well. And we get to say, God, how do you want to be worshiped this morning? How do you want to be praised this evening? How do you want this service to go? Come on, when we come together as a worship team, we set our minds and our attention and say, God, what what kind of what songs do you want to do? We don't just have a list, and every every two weeks we print out a list, and and that's just what we do, no matter what. No, we may plan ahead of time, but we seek the Lord and say, how, What do you want to do? What how do you want this service to go? We pray and we and we spend time. Why? Because we want God to be blessed when when He leaves this place. But more, even more than that, when He's blessed and He's able to be Himself, then we get to grow in him together as a body and see the things that he really wants us to see and experience him in the way that he wants us to experience him. There's different flows and there's different types of services and there's different plans and and, and desires that God has for individual times we come together and we don't want to just come in and have cookie cutters services because that's just what we're used to just because we're comfortable with that, right? Right? We don't want to come together and just say, well, you know, Steve's going to do this, and Brother Q might do that, and and then that's it. No, many times we're locked into that because our expectation is capped at that level. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to you. Together as a family, when the expectation only comes to a certain level, that is the limit that God is able to come against. That that is the, the the wall that he's able to 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 go in. And you know, the Bible says over in, in Isaiah to expand the place of your tent. You know, we're supposed to expand. Why? Because God's wanting to fill us more. And so we enter in, we praise the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Praise is a song, or this is this is the Hebrew, a song, what praise means, a song, a hymn, an adoration, a thanksgiving, uh, an, an act of general public praise, um, a, a, a praise of the qualities or deeds or attributes of God to make renown, to make fame, to bring glory, Whew, to make God the object the, uh, the, of praise and the possessor of renown. So what is praise? It's not just a church word. Praise isn't just a church word. It's about coming together and saying, God, you're everything. God, you're awesome. God, I know that the the week has been tough or I've had this situation or that situation. But instead of putting my honor and my affection on those things, I choose to put my honor and my affection on who you are and what you've done and what you said. I choose to put my affection. Paul said it like this. Put your affection on things above. He said it over as well in in the letter to the Corinthians. What did he say? He said, don't look at the things which are seen because they're just temporary. But look at the things which are unseen because they're eternal. What is he trying to get us to do? To shift our focus to where it's supposed to be. To give praise and honor to whom praise and honor is due. Over in Hebrews chapter 13 and, and verse 15 it says, Therefore by him. Let us continually, say continually, offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Come on, let us continually, this ought to be a continual flow that happens inside the walls and outside the walls. It should be a continual continual flow of God. I'm thankful for who you are to me. I'm thankful that you woke me up this morning. Lord, come on, the old church folks used to say, I thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. Sometimes we need to get, our, get our, uh, out our blessings and start counting them again. Oh, thank God I got breath in my lungs. Thank God you're giving me another day to prove you're faithful. Thank God you're giving me another day to be like you. Thank God you're giving me another day to be a good husband and a good father. Thank God you're giving me another day. Somebody said, I, I, I can't live without him. Somebody else said, I can't even brush my teeth without you, Jesus. Come on, if it wasn't for his grace upon your life, his mercy upon your life come on if he wasn't if he wasn't god and saying i give to you the breath in your lungs and, and and the grace to live and the grace to be alive glory to god we wouldn't be able to do a thing without him sometimes we need to get out our blessings and count them one by one Hallelujah, see what God has done. See, see, how do you see? You recount it, you remind yourself. You say, oh, I know where I used to be. I know that I used to be doing this and I used to have to struggle to do that and I used to to not be able to see this and I used to not be able to experience this and, but God, you brought me. You brought me from a mighty long way. You ain't done with me, hallelujah. You ain't done with me. I may not be where I wanna be, but I'm not where I used to be. Come on, sometimes we need to get back the old time stirring. Hallelujah. And I got a word for the for the seasoned folks in the house. Is that all right? The Lord woke me up two nights in a row and said that the, 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 the folks that have been some places in the spirit, and seen some services and have shouted like others haven't shouted and worshiped the way that others haven't worshipped and got on their knees like others hadn't gotten on their knees and danced and gave glory and ran the aisles because you've been in some services, need to begin to step out in the Spirit again like you used to because the young people need to see the example of the older folks getting out in the aisle and getting free, getting out in the aisle and being blessed by the Lord in His presence your day isn't over your time isn't to sit in the back it's to get out in the aisle and give god glory come on i hear tell that the older you get the less you care about what people think well my god show it in the glory of the lord hallelujah 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 If you can get on the internet and say this, that, and the other, get up and testify about what the glory of the Lord is doing in your life. Get up and shout and give glory and kick your shoes off and tell the Lord what he's done for you. Woo! Hallelujah! Glory to God. I'm telling you what, there's an anointing for you to step in this day. I said there's an anointing for you to step into this day. Well, I don't, my my legs don't work like they used to. Man, oh, I dare you to give God one stanky leg. Hallelujah. And start moving it in the glory. Hallelujah. If all you got is one good leg and one good arm, you shake it before the Lord with all your might and watch the anointing come on you. Glory be to God. Don't stay still. Woo, Hallelujah. Shout and give God the glory and lift your hands and be an example in this hour and in this day. Run the aisles. Well, I'm not as fast as the young ones. I don't, it don't matter. Get on out and move, ha-ha, <laughs> move and let the Lord come upon you. Oh, and the Spirit of God will take, take hold with you. Glory to God, and you'll be led into some things you've not seen before. God still got some things to show you. He's still got some, well, the services used to be this way. Well, maybe because you lost your praise. Maybe it ain't the young people's fault. Maybe you lost your praise and you don't come in as hungry as you used to. Stir up the gift on the inside. Come on, and some of you middle aged folks who've been in some Holy Ghost services. Well, the young people ain't taking off. Will you take off? Yeah, but I got kids now. Who cares? Who cares? Don't wait for somebody else to lead. You take a step. Come on, Peter didn't look around and say, anybody care if I step out? No, he said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come out. Glory to God. Well, that's not really my style. Well, guess what? Your style hasn't been working that great. I can tell by the sourpuss face you got on during praise and worship. So step out of yourself. Oh, I know I'm ornery tonight. Well, I don't just dance, I don't dance like that no more. Have you lost your first love? Because I heard somebody say just Sunday night, whoa, he read that scripture. He said, Pastor Greg said, return to the first works. Return. Maybe you got to step out in faith for the first step. But return, glory to God, to the first works. Begin to move like you used to move. Begin to shout like you used to shout. Begin to lift your hands like you used to lift your hands. Begin to show the rabasa kadara like you used to. Glory to God. Get back to the first works and you'll find your first love again. Hallelujah. This is a Holy Ghost church. This is a whole, we always, it's from the time, I don't know about when, before I got here. But ever since I can remember, we've been going after the Holy Ghost. And pastor even got shared a few, few, maybe a month or so ago about not losing those things. What's he trying to get us to do? He's trying to get us to hold on. Come on, a football team has some, some plays that are base plays in their offense, all my non-football players, just football people, just hold on for a second. But uh, there's base plays for for there's base run plays, base passing plays, and you gotta you gotta get good at running your base plays before you start adding wrinkles. And those base plays don't change; they're there, and they're and they're shaped and and directed a certain direction, left, right. And when you're in high school, there's like four plays, you know. That's all you can handle until it's like run left, run right, pass left, pass right, maybe a long one in the middle one time, and that's it. But you get good at running those plays, and then the coach can then add some wrinkles. But if you're not getting, if you're not sharp in the base plays, what does he do? He pushes the wrinkles out and you get back to the base plays and you get sharp at running those base plays. You get good at blocking the man that's in front of you. You get good at holding the ball and not fumbling it. You get good at catching the pass. You get good at the base plays, the foundation of what you're doing so that you can then get, get the next thing that'll add the wrinkle that'll cause you to be even more successful. Well, there's some base things that go on in praise and worship. There's just base things. Is it, is it all that God wants to do? No, but you got to get good at flowing with the base things, the foundational things of praise and worship. And there's some there's some foundational things that are in this church, in this house that God has has ordained. Ooh, come on. What are those things? Giving God the praise, lifting our voice. Well you know, I don't really want to today. Well, that's probably the day you need to. But but look around. You know, if everybody, like I'll, I'll challenge you with the same kind of questions Pastor Greg challenged us this morning with. If everybody praised like you did, would we ever have a good service? If everybody gave of their heart in service like you do, How would service go? Would it be the praise and worship show with Brother Steve? We can't can't afford to go to that place. I don't come here to put on a show. I don't sing out in the public even though I get invited to sometimes. Because my heart is to sing for the Lord, to worship the Lord. And if the anointing ain't on it, I don't want to sing it. I said, if the anointing ain't on, I don't want to sing it. Now I do sing some fun things at Christmas, you know, our Christmas events and stuff. But that's just for fun for the body. But I'm not out, at, you know, at the jazz club. Why? Is it wrong to do that? I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. I'm just saying that that's not who I am. I've been called to worship and to sing before the Lord. And I want to sing with the anointing is. I want to sing where the presence is. And we've got to make sure we stay sharp as a family so when God comes in with his presence, we know what to do. We know how to react so that he doesn't just come in and sit and say, well, I guess they weren't really hungry tonight and, ha- and have to move on somewhere else. The Bible says over in John chapter 4, let's turn over there. Hallelujah. I believe that's right. John chapter 4. Is that right, Pastor Greg? Yeah. John chapter 4, verse 23. But the hour is coming. Well, when it comes out. No, read the rest of the verse. And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. The father is looking, he's seeking, he's looking to see who will be one that will worship him in spirit and in truth. That doesn't put us on a high horse. It's something that pleases the heart of the Father. And he's called us together as a body. Glory to God. And one of the things he's anointed us for is praise and worship. One of the tools, one of the gifts, one of, whatever you want to call it, one of the graces that is upon this church, one of the base plays, one of the foundational plays in our arsenal is worshiping and honoring and praising God and flowing with the Holy Spirit. It's one of our base arsenal weapons. It's what God has gifted and graced us for. And Pastor has cultivated that in us for years after years after years. He went to, to, to Brother Hagen's meetings to, to, to find out more and brought it back to us. And, and then we cultivated it in, worship, in our worship. And we cultivated Why? Because God, God had called us to move in those things. I dare say that we don't even know. What kind of powerful things are happening when we're praising and worshiping in the in the spirit? We don't know. God, Brother Hagan said that praise and worship was the highest form of prayer highest form of prayer what is God doing behind the scenes whenever we're just sitting in this in this place magnifying and giving glory and honor and just blessing the lord what is he what is he able to do hallelujah how does that release power that is tremendous and, and, and working on our behalf we don't even know we can't always quantify it but I can guarantee you this God has calls us together and he wants to come in and inhabit the praises of our of his people and be made manifest and be in, in a place of fellowship but then even behind the scenes things are happening that that are changing us and changing maybe changing this church and maybe changing that person that you don't even know is working on or maybe changing your future you don't know what all is going on but i can tell you when you come with an expectant heart and with honor and respect for what's happening god is able to move it may not even be an outward demonstration that night but god's moving if we're hungry, if we're thirsty, if we're sensitive. And I'm not talking about just putting something on. We, I don't want you to Putting something on. But over in Romans chapter 13, verse 14, Paul encouraged us to put on the Lord Jesus. Make no provision for the flesh. Well, by God, when we come together... For worship, we ought to be able to put on the real us. Come on, there is always a praise on the inside of you. How do I know? Because because it's always there, because the Holy Spirit's in there, with your spirit working together, and he's always on. He's always ready to praise. He's always ready to worship. And when the Spirit of God moves in and it gets still and quiet, and, and we're just waiting on the Lord. That's scriptural. That's scriptural. We ought to be sensitive and not let our, give provision for our flesh. Oh, man, I should have eaten more before I came. That's okay to have that come, but don't stay there. No, sir, the presence of the Lord is here. We have the privilege of honoring the king. The king comes in and visits with his family. The Bible says when two or more gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them. There he is walking the aisles by his spirit, moving. He makes himself manifest in the praises of his people in a different way than when just the inward witness, just the. The, his Spirit bearing witness with our spirit. When we leave, there's, a, there's an inner relationship. But then when we come together, we get to host His presence. And we get to honor him and give him place to move and to speak and have a have a voice and have a desire and have an attention. And when the word of God is going out and then we our hearts are already prepared and we're just here to seek the Lord and to to have him say what he wants to say, then we're able to draw on what the word of God is being said, because it's just it's just uh, the word and the spirit coming together to reveal Jesus and to and to cause the, the 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 plan and the purpose of God to be unveiled to us and we leave having had an encounter with the Lord instead of just saying we did church we leave having had an account an encounter with the presence of the Lord and with the word of God and we are able to go out and be who he's called us to be so many times we don't have our week affected by our Sunday service because we just did service we didn't come to have an encounter we didn't come to have a face to face meeting with the Lord Jesus Well, I do that at home, so I don't need to do it here. I dare say, if you can't honor the public gathering where it's easy and you have Mike on the keys and the organ, mm, come on, it's easy to worship here. If it's hard for you to worship here, you need to get last Sunday night's message again and play it over and over and over because it ought not be hard to worship here. And then you get good at worshiping here; it makes it that much easier to do it at home. If you won't, if you won't dance and shout here, you ain't dancing and shouting at home. I'm just telling you. I've been doing this long enough to know if you ain't got a shout in the house, you ain't got a shout at your house. But if you'll get good at glory, hallelujah. Maybe you got to whisper it at first just to break through the way you've been doing church so long. Maybe you've been ate up with what you think and what you, the way you want to do it so long that, that, that you don't even know where to start. Just start with a Jesus, Jesus. And I know this is our Sunday night crowd, but I also am up here on stage looking at y'all every week. So I know there's some folks that need to hear this and i'm not i'm not it's not a, a condemning thing it's an encouraging thing because god has got some things for us and i need the ones who know how to do it to get back to doing it i need the ones that know how to glory hallelujah to lift their voice in glory hallelujah we need that we need that because god is calling us up higher and there's there's some places can i just say some things that the spirit of god is showing me and we'll wrap up here soon there's, there's a place in service where, where God is moving us to, where we get so good at moving with the Spirit of God that we can go from, from worship into shouting and dancing and running back into to kneeling and weeping and, and singing in the Spirit and, and, and moving. And then, and then the gifts of the Spirit will begin to operate in, at, a, at an easier rate. And the things that the Spirit of God wants to do gets done quicker and easier. And we don't have to have a three-hour, four-hour session to finally get everybody in on what's going on. God honors our, our our time, too. But many times it takes long for us to get somewhere because we're digging through the flesh and finally quieting the flesh enough to where we finally yield at 825. And then we have, you know, this, this beautiful time and moment. Well, God God wasn't just trying to Dog us along until 825. It's us. It's the veil of the flesh. It's the veil of the flesh. But, but there is no veil between us and him. So if we get good at removing the flesh, come on, let's start here. Let's start when we come together. The expectation is like, man, God could do anything today. Yeah, but it's Wednesday. Yeah, but God's called us together on a Wednesday. And we, only, we might only do one or two songs, but what if we did one or two songs where the glory of God was dripping off of every word we sang because we weren't just singing out of religion, we were singing out of grateful hearts that had gratitude towards what God had done for us. And then we had 10 to 12 minutes of just the glory of God filling the room. And then when Pastor Angela gets up or whoever else gets up to minister on a Wednesday, the glory of God sweeps through them and the message that they have prepared just flows and comes right into our hearts and changes us and shifts us. Yeah, but I don't like the subject. Yeah, because you didn't worship and you didn't get the heart of God beforehand. And so now when the subject is being ministered, your heart's not softened. It's hard. And so you're not receiving anything. Yeah, but I don't like the song selection. Yeah, who cares? Sometimes I don't like the song selection, but it's the one that I felt God told me to sing. I don't get up here and just sing my favorite grooves. It's the Steve's show. I sing the songs that God has spoken that are right for this season. Well, I'm tired of singing that song. Guess what? I might be tired of singing that song too, but God keeps prompting me to sing it. And at least we're not like the Old Testament where all we got is the Lord is good and his mercy endures. The Lord is good and his mercy endures. The Lord is good and his mercy endures. The Lord is good. But even if that's all we had, my God, the glory came in and filled the house where they couldn't even stand to minister. So we could probably sing we exalt you one more time with a heart full of thanksgiving and have the glory of God come in the house. Hey. So get out of your mind and get into his and let him flow through you and be one that has called you to lift up the room instead of being full of you. Woo, glory. Y'all had enough? Praise God. Praise is fitting for us. Praise is fitting for us. Praise looks good on you. And, And, you know, can I tell on some some people? I look over here many times, and I see Maggie and Mia and some of these girls that they don't care what song we're singing. They're leaned in, hands lifted, with a look of passion and love towards Jesus. You know what that does to the worship leader? It draws me into the place of the Spirit. It draws me into a place where where I'm like, here's some people that are hungry here are some people who want the presence let me lean in a little bit more let me go a little bit harder let me push in a little bit more you don't know what your praise looks is doing what your praise looks like to somebody else what it's doing to somebody else your hallelujah shifts the atmosphere i said your hallelujah shifts the atmosphere God's, God's been speaking to me about this. This isn't just, I promise you, this isn't just the praise and worship leaders complaint session. God's dealing with me because, because he wants to take us. He wants to take us. I've seen some things. I've seen some of y'all standing up with both hands lifted, crying, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. And then the atmosphere shifts and, and, sh- and changes things. Come on, sometimes it only takes one. Who's willing to say, I'm going to do it, Lord. I'm going to yield wholeheartedly to you. But let's not leave it up to the one. Come on, let's have a, a room full of hungry, crazy, on fire people who want to praise the Lord. Put on the garment of praise. I'm not trying to put, have you just put something on. But I am trying to have you just put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness you there I, I, and I'll, I'll say this, and I think I'm done, but the Lord told me that this afternoon. He said, some of y'all haven't praised to your heart's content in so long that's why there seems to be a heaviness all the time, because you've not let loose like you have like you, what's really in your heart. You might think you're doing good enough, but if you'll check down on the inside, you're not satisfying your own heart with your praise you're not satisfying, and that's why there's heaviness. The tent seems to be there. Yeah, you leave service feeling good because you've been in the presence and other people are praising. And you feel good. You feel relieved. You feel alleviated. But then when you get back to your week, there's a heaviness that comes back on you. I know I'm talking to some folks because the Holy Ghost said so. There's a heaviness that kind of gets back on you throughout the week. The reason is, is because you're not praising to your heart's content. You're not yielding fully to the praise that's on the inside. And if you'll begin to step out and just praise God the way that your own heart desires. This isn't about Steve and how I want the praise and worship service to look. I promise you it's not that. But if you'll praise God to your own heart's content. Until your heart is fully satisfied. Your spirit's fully satisfied. That heaviness will, will begin to lift. And you'll begin to see things and experience things. And the joy will begin to come back the freedom, the, the lightness to your week? Is it all about the, the the service? That's not all about the service, but God calls us together for a purpose. And like I said, if we'll learn to do it well in here, it'll it'll carry on out. And if you're already doing it at home, great. Just keep up the good work. Just keep up the good work. But we've got some places, I didn't even say everything I want to say, but it's 805 and we'll, we'll close it up. Father, we love you and in part of this season you are you are asking us to return to our first love to love one another and to love you in a deeper level we recognize the call we recognize what you're saying and lord it doesn't matter if we have to have 10 services where we're consecrating afresh we'll just keep making adjustment after adjustment because we desire you that much, because we desire your plan and your purpose that much. And so Father, we just make this adjustment right here, right now. If We've lost our praise, we've lost our sensitivity. We give you permission to reveal that to us. We give you permission to move on us Wednesday night. We give you permission to move on us next Sunday morning, next Sunday night. We give you permission to ask us to be the first to step out. We give you permission to stir us to press in a little bit harder. Because we desire you. Your plans are so much better than our plans. And sometimes we think we're getting what we want by doing what we want, but it's keeping us from what we really want. And so, Father, we just lay our desires on the altar. We lay the way we've been doing church on the altar. Not because it's been bad, but because there's more. And so, Father, move and speak how you want to. Even me, Father, as the worship leader, I give you full permission to shift and to change and to speak do in me anything you need to that will help us as a body to move forward Father because we want your plan we want your purpose and so we thank you we thank you we thank you glory be to God let's just wait another moment for him to speak to hearts we thank you Jesus we thank you Holy Spirit speak thank you Father for drawing us Mm, Thank you, Lord. 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 I just sense this. If you're one of those folks that has been in the presence and praised and worshipped, and you just want a, a fresh dedication, just come up here. Just a fresh dedication. I, I, I was thinking we were done here, but let's just do this real quick. It's not going to be a big to-do, but just... And I really, I, I, I see some of the seasoned folks is, is who I see. Some of the seasoned folks who have let go of their praise. Not completely. Not completely. But man, if you danced at the Holy Ghost services back in the day, in a way you ain't danced in a while. Are you shouting in a way you hadn't shouted in a while? Oh, there's a fresh touch. There's a fresh touch. There's always grace to respond. The Holy Spirit works confirming, with, confirming his word with signs following. Ha, 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 yeah. We just receive it, Lord. This is your children. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> yeah, we just yield ourselves. Hallelujah. We thank you for the fresh grace the fresh grace to praise like we hadn't praised in a while. The fresh grace, hallelujah, to worship like we ain't worshipped in a while. The fresh grace to dance and shout, hallelujah, like we ain't danced and shouted in a while, Lord. The fresh grace to laugh and rejoice like we ain't laughed and rejoiced in a while. Father, whatever it is we need to do, glory to God, we respond. We respond when you move on our hearts, Lord. When you move upon our our, our hearts to step out, Lord, we say yes. We say say yes. We say yes. Just say that to him tonight. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes to your way. Yes to your will. Yes to your plan. Yes to your ways. Yes to your ways of worship. Yes to your ways. Oh, And so, Father, we thank you for the deposit of grace to step back into this place, to get efficient with the moving and the flowing of the Spirit of God in our worship and in our praise. Hallelujah. Because great days are ahead. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's just thank Him. Great days are ahead. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> yes, great days are ahead, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, we bless you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching.